God's blessings to you all. This is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. And uh, today we are studying uh, the book of the Bible, uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, uh, hopefully verses 5 to 10, uh, if we're lucky, if we get there. Uh, but um, uh, thank you for joining us in our study, uh, verse by verse study of uh, Paul's letter. Uh, to the Ephesians. Uh, if you ever want more information uh, on past Bible studies, uh, please check out our YouTube uh, channel, uh, Faith Lutheran Church Moorpark. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Uh, be a part of the uh, the journey as we've done. Uh, I think um, our tech um, our tech person Jeff says we've done over a hundred and. 135 devotions and studies. So uh, there's a lot of material there that can benefit you. Please take the time uh, to click on it, to subscribe, to like. And uh, we also have uh, Sunday services um, also live um, online. Uh, so please check that out at our website, www.faithmorepark.com. Moorpark has two O's in it, Faith M O O R P A R K dot com. Uh, thank you. Anyways, with that aside, let us begin. Remember last week we, uh, we talked about uh, the will of God in Christ Jesus and, uh, and the peace of the Lord and what he has uh, come to do all by his gracious hand. What a blessing it is uh, that we have this gift of the gospel. Uh, but why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Our dearly Father, O oh Lord, uh, by, your, by your grace, you have called us to be the beloved. Lord, all credit uh, is from you as you have given us and purchased us by your redemptive blood. Thank you, O Lord, for your salvific work that we continue to walk in the everlasting light of Christ. Bless us in our study today as we dwell upon your work, your abundant grace as you have lavished your riches upon us. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so just to recap quickly, on last week, we spoke of the revealed will. Now, this is in, in, in uh, connection to uh, verses 3 to 5 in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, uh, uh, discussing uh, the gift or the, 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 the concept of um, of predestination according to God's scripture, right? Uh, how do we know? How do we know? And that's, I think, uh, the question. And the answer is, by the revealed will of God. Now, where do we find the revealed will of God? In His Word. Simple, right? Uh, we're not digging deep trying to figure out God and his will by our own thoughts or opinions or just our inklings or our mystical, uh, well, unhealthy mystical, uh, 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 excavating of trying to figure out what that will is. But simply, what does the word say? And that is our compass. That is our guide. That is uh, our, our, uh, our, the picture of, of what the will of God is. And we see that I guess the pitfall, as I talked about last week, is this, is that once we start going down that secret passageway of our, of our own figuring out of who God is and what his will is, soon enough, 
Remember, soon enough we depart from the word. Right? You and me. We depart from the word. We turn away. Uh, and what word are we ultimately turning away from? We're turning away from the ultimate, and that is Jesus. Right? You know, the will of God is your salvation. The will of God is for you to be saved. And that word is the sending of the Son, Jesus Christ. That word is how he has called you in your baptism. That word is the, his presence as he sustains you in the foretaste of the feast to come, right? The, 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 the bread and wine, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Will. How do I know? Word. Not just any word, but God's word, right? Once we turn away, and this is always whose ploy? The stratagem of Satan himself. Once we turn away from the word, just as he did in Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve, what happens? We start digging deeper and deeper and deeper, and soon enough, our faith in Christ turns to something else. Turns to our own, ultimately our own will. Rather than the revealed will of God, how do you know becomes about you? And this you becomes about platitudes, about moralism, about justifying yourself in front of God through uh, this uh, uh, legalistic works righteousness. Um, we, we will do anything. And we see it in our spiritual landscape today, don't we? Right? Once we depart from the revealed will of God when it comes to God calling us, how do we know we're a child of God? Right? How do we know that we are called uh, before the foundation of the world? All we do know by the revealed will of God is Jesus. Remember, the parable of the sower clearly shows us uh, the various ways in which um, we, we see how uh, the results uh, of, of, of how uh, some people are choked uh, uh, by the riches of this world and, and by the deceitful riches of this world, how some people are so caught up in these things and how they manifest themselves in the life and how they turn, right? And soon enough, what happens? The revealed will of God, right? Our, our certainty and assurance becomes built on platitudes, moralism, justif justifying nature of ourselves and even of feelings, right? This whole Gnostic understanding of like... Um, uh, uh, I just know that me and God have a special relationship and that we, <coughs> that we simply, uh, I, I don't need the word, uh, you know, I can do this myself. Uh, I know me and God, that divine being out there, um, has a special relationship. And that's a very, that's a very uh, tedious and very dangerous, not te tedious is an understatement, right? But a, a very dangerous, destructive path because soon enough that will becomes about you. And if, you're, if, the will of, if the will becomes about you, this is always the trap of the devil um, to speculate, right? Rather than simply trusting in the word of God, even when we, let's say, desire an answer that the scripture does not address particularly, uh, but yet at the same time, um, there is that trust, right, in the mystery of God's grace. So anyways, so right here, verse 5, he predestined us for adoption as sons. Now, I think the key right here throughout, let me erase this real quick. 
Uh, throughout. Throughout this chapter, as we have studied it uh, last week and today, there's a lot of emphasis, right? And we see, what does this predestined us all about? What is the root of being predestined? Um, it is uh, for adoption as sons. The theme of adoption. Now, uh when we, when we uh, use this, or when we see this word adoption, that implies what? What does adoption imply? Right? Number one, it shows us who is doing the work. It implies also that... If we are called as adopted, as those that are adopted into his kingdom, um, it shows us that we, uh, that we are orphaned. The people who are orphaned need to be found and gathered in, right? And thirdly, dia through. What is the means to which we are adopted? Through the gateway, right? I am the door, right? I am the good shepherd. I'm the light of the world, right? I am the bread of life. Through Jesus Christ, right? So, adoption. Number one, who is doing the work? Who is the actor and doer? Number two, we are orphaned. Why? Ever since the fall, sin. Orphan means we cannot find our way out. That we need to be found. That we are lost and dead in sin. No one is righteous, not even one. Our even most righteous work, Isaiah 64, is like filthy rags, right? So when we talk about being orphaned, I mean, this is, as I talked about last week, about how uh, 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 the and I encourage you to check it out if you haven't done so. Um, please follow along, and and uh, it's been great so far. But when we talk about being orphaned, um, uh, it's that under, proper understanding of the doctrine of original sin that we understand that this uh, reality of being orphaned is that separation from God due to sin, as we are all born into sin. Romans three twenty three. For all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God, right? Of course, we know that verse. And um, in that orphaned state, that status, it is through Jesus Christ, the one who was sent, right, to be your Savior. Matthew one twenty one. For you will name him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. So adoption, uh, and, and, and also thirdly, John 1, 12, to all those who uh, believe him, to those who receive him, uh, he gave them the right to become children of God. You have those rights under, under, right, under his name. Um... Second commandment, right? Do not misuse the name of the Lord. That we live under the name, the baptismal name that he has given to us. 
the Sonoma, right? And, and here we see uh, clearly uh, when we talk about adoption, this is what, bottom line, who is doing the work? God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, His grace. Right? This is who you are through the way, the truth, and the life, John 14, 6, through Jesus Christ. Right? So anyways, uh, so uh, verse, verse 5, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. And ultimately, this, all this right here, I'm trying to make my... my uh, my gobbledygook of mess here on my whiteboard is that all this is an umbrella sideways umbrella sideways umbrella if you look this way <laughs> this is the umbrella to his will right his will um and um as we see here uh in verse five um i know i have all these ideas that i want to give here who is doing the work right According, right? In accordance to what? According to who? Is this according to me? Is, it, is this according to you? No, you know, as orphaned beings, it can't be according to us. No matter how hard I try, no matter how many merits I think I've, you know, uh, brought together, no, it's, can't be in according to me, my holiness, my righteousness, my self-righteousness, my piety. You don't know. It's, it's according to God. And this is, this is how it is. I mean, this is how it needs to be. Because if we understand who we are, we very well know it's, it can't be according to ourselves. But it's according because our will, our will and our sinful nature is, well, to do what we desire. Right? Um, but Lord's will is what? Is to save you from your sin. Right? So, so when we talk about predestined as adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, how do we know? Where are we looking? Are we digging and excavating, wondering who and when and where? No. That who, when, and where is at Calvary. Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Right? This, is our, uh, this is our certainty and assurance and what Scripture says about how we were called. I've called you by name and you are mine. My daughter's confirmation verse, Isaiah 43.1. Name. What name do we live under? The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This very name that we were baptized into, into Christ. Romans 6. Uh, Galatians 3. Right? Acts 22. Anyways, uh, so, so what we talk about, uh, according to the purpose of his will, not only does it show us his will, but it shows us that our God is truly, his desire is to save you. And he does this by the excruciating work of Christ on that very cross for the forgiveness of your sins. This adoption language is so full of grace and love and truth and God's mercy and his, his, his compassion um, that he would call us to be his own 
by sending his son, the gospel for you, for the forgiveness of your sins, reconciling you to God through the sacrifice of the son Jesus. His resurrection proves that he is truly the acceptable sacrifice, that he is the truth, that he is the son of God. And under his name, under his name, you live the blessed life as you await and anticipate for what is to come in his final return. Right Under his name, there we dwell upon the reality of great joy that we have everlasting life. All by his work. Adoption. This is the word that points not to you or me, but to Christ. What he has done for you and for me. All right. So, according to the purpose of his will, continuing on, verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. All right, continuing on. You know, we, we always sing in Vespers, O Lord, open my lips. And what's the response? And my mouth will declare your praise. Right? You know, check us out on Midweek Vespers as we have them um, through Wednesdays all throughout the year. Well, mostly all Wednesdays, I think. We sometimes, um, I think during Advent and Lent. No, we still have services then. Yeah, we're... We, all, we have services every Wednesday, usually, uh, over the course of the whole year. And we always, uh, you know, use the order of Vespers. Oh, Lord, open my lips. Right? Oh, Lord, open my lips. It says right here, to the praise of his glorious grace. Praise the Lord. What is, uh, uh, again... Uh, what is the implication of praising the Lord? It's similar to adoption, just as we discussed earlier, in a sense where this is what has been done to us, right? Um, that by his work, uh, by uh, the promise of Christ um, as, our, um, as the atoning sacrifice, uh, the response you know, we see always in the catechism to think, uh, to pray, pray, and give thanks, or to thank, pray, serve, and obey him, right? The response of faith, of faith. Faith in what? In Christ Jesus, the Lord, what he has done, his work, right? The word, the sacrament, and the sacraments, right? Here we see uh, the, the response Right? This is our response of faith, is to praise the Lord. You know, we always say 805, right? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Because it is by his grace uh, that we see right here, which he has blessed us in the uppercase B, in the beloved. Where do we find this? Uh, we find it in the baptism of our Lord, which we just celebrated um, um, on this last Sunday. Uh, this is, uh, you are my beloved son, my beloved. Uh, we see it in the transfiguration. This is my beloved son, listen to him, right? And um, again, 
uh, you know, we see uh, 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 from the beloved uh, in his baptism, he is marked, right? He is marked, anointed by the Holy Spirit to be uh, that great announcement uh, to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It is at Christ's baptism where uh, soon later, very quickly, right after his baptism, he is thrown um, into the wilderness by the Spirit uh, to face the devil in the desert, and there he is victorious. But this is kind of that, uh, this is kind of that moment uh, where we see our Lord in his life. Um, there he is uh, showing us clearly who he is, that this is the beloved son. But also, um, even at his transfiguration, right? At his transfiguration, uh, we very well see as they are talking uh, about the exodus, the departure to the cross. Again, this is the beloved one who has come to depart to that cross, to exodus to the cross. Again, exodus to make that road for you uh, 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 from, uh, as we see uh, in, in, in the exodus, the book of exodus, uh, by the promise of God, the Red Sea splitting. Uh, we very well know from slavery to freedom. It is by the, uh, and likewise, the same thing, by Jesus's uh, exodus to the cross, uh, there um, he sets us free, no longer bound, uh, but, but purchased and redeemed and, and set free in Christ Jesus. Okay, so again, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, all by the beloved, right? He has blessed us in the beloved. That our praise, the foundation of our praise is rooted in what he has done for us. That we open our lips because of the open grave of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Um, you know, to praise the Lord is ultimately the resurrection. And from the fruits of the resurrection, of course, Jesus instituting baptism, the Lord's Supper. We cannot make these, uh, these aren't separate, right? The, these are connected all together, intertwined together by the means of grace, by the word of God, the death and resurrection. And we very well know that uh, the, re the response of faith, there is a response because of the grace of God and what he has done for us. Um, even in the darkest moments of your life, even in the struggles that you might be facing right now, that praise does not change because your faith is in the beloved, the one who has come in his, uh, to you uh, in his life to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Right? Praise the Lord. There is so much blessing in what God has done for us. Right? To praise what? What is the object of our praise? The beloved, and ultimately, as he says right here, something's wrong with my pen, uh, his glorious, his glorious grace, apologies, um, his glorious grace. There we go. This is the object of our praise. Grace, what is that? 
Simply put, unmerited gift. Gifting language, right? Gift. Adoption. Gift. According to. Gift. Right? All this language as we see St. Paul, you know, uh, we see who is working and the gift that he gives to us. That we are blessed in the beloved because this is a gift, adoption, gift, all according to the will of God, which is gift. And we see it right now here in verse 6. All right. So in the beloved, now verse 7, in him... We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Again, ding, ding, ding. According, according, according. So so what is this all contingent upon? Right? What is the foundation? To the riches of his grace. Right? So to the riches of his grace, according to the riches of his grace. And again... Uh, when we talk about the true blessing, as I'm erasing the board again, I mean the board are best friends. <laughs> but we see right here, uh, in him, we talk about the beloved. You know, we talk about uh, the glorious grace. Uh, St. Paul writes about according to the purpose and will of God. And all this is uh, the proper or the, the one-word summation or the two-word summation would be in him, right? In him, in him. Right, in him. Why not, why not them, right? Why not anyone else? Um, in baptismal. Right. But in him, Jesus. Right? Why not anyone else? Right? Because when we speak of the redemption through his blood, the purchase price is Jesus' blood. Why is the purchase price Jesus' blood? Because his blood is the only perfect sacrifice for us. I could die on the cross, but that won't do anything, right? You can die on the cross too, and and that won't do anything. But Jesus' blood, in him, right? In him, by his blood, we have the redemption through his blood. How are you paid for? Not by silver or gold, as the catechism says, but through his holy and precious blood. And ultimately for what? For your trespasses, for your sins. Forgiveness. All in him. How do you know? In him. How do you know in his work? What is his work? His shed blood sacrifice on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. Where is your certainty? In baptism. Whoever is baptized into Christ has put on Christ. Baptism saves you. Corresponding to Noah's flood. 
1 Peter 3.21, right? Look it up. It's all great. Romans 6, as we spoke about yesterday at Vespers, which I encourage you always to join there. It's always on archive anyway. That we're connected and united to the death and resurrection of Christ. That uh, we have that newness of life all in, in, in Him. Right? Praise the Lord. Why do we praise the Lord? The gospel, the death and resurrection of our Lord, the sacraments. Because in Him, there it is rooted. Bought with a price, He came not to be served, but to serve as a ransom for many. You know, it reminds me of, um, you know, that Mel Gibson movie, Ransom, right? Um, I forgot the plot, but something about ransom, right? I think uh, their child was taken away from them and they were to pay a ransom or something like that. But that's how it is, right? That we are, we are in our sin bound and held captive. And yet in him, he pays the purchase price. Uh, he doesn't take out his credit card and say, look, how much is it going to cost? No, he pays it with his life, his own life. To be your redemption. And that redemption is through his own blood. Perfect. Sinless. Remember, Passover lamb, right? Old Testament Passover lamb, foretelling of what is to come in the new, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the perfect sacrifice. And, and again, I, I think in him we see Jesus' redemption and, and, and we go straight to the cross and the empty tomb. But even his whole life, as we know, according to the will of God, his purpose his act of obedience, right? He never sinned. Why? Right? Not only is he God, but he's faithful to God's will. And uh, it's because of his perfection, because of his sinlessness, because he uh, uh, was faithful um, even to the point of, what did, what did he do? He was even uh, sweating like, uh, like blood was falling on the ground in the uh, upcoming of the agony of this pain of the cross, right? Uh, but he says, you know, if this is your will, let it be done. Right? Let this cup of wrath be on me. And I guess the point is this, is that all of Jesus' life, his life was about you, saving you, forgiving you of your sins. Because Genesis 3, first gospel, the proto-evangelion, we very well know that in him we have the salvation of the world. So when we speak of praising the Lord and, and what he has done, I could chew on this forever, right? Knowing who we are in the mirror of the law, second use, and knowing who our God is in faith, that he would do such things for us, that even as a little baby being baptized into Christ, choosing us, calling us by name, making a claim on us by this very water and word, by the power of God's word. Every day is one of blessing. Now, do we face struggles? Yes. Do we face uh, uh, moments of, uh, not even moments, just a broken record of, of worries and, and pains and affliction? Yes. But that does not change the in him. That does not change what he has done and finished for us. All right, to tell us thy and what he has given to us in his gospel work, Right. So I'm not saying that our life isn't filled with suffering. I'm not saying that our life is, uh, what is it, uh, all sunshine and rainbows and cotton candy, right? I love cotton candy. It's bad for your teeth, though, right? Anyways, the point is, is that um, it's in him, right? 
Um, again, what do we see right there? According to the riches of his grace. Yeah, it's all contingent upon what? Not your works. Again, Paul is reminding us again, but of grace, right? According to God's grace. Not according to, okay, I've done 50%, Lord, now you go do 50%. Or you've done 50%, Lord, now I'll finish it, right? No, this is all according to God's grace. Again, understanding the doctrine of not only original sin, but also the will of God that is in Christ Jesus. Grace, free gift. Once we depart from that free gift and we infuse ourselves into this grace, it's no longer grace. It's a work that you have to do, which all world religions will promote. But for Christianity, it's all about for you. For you, who pair? On behalf of, right? On behalf of you. According to kata, right? This according to God's grace. And what is that? According to the riches, not even just any grace, but the rich. The riches of his grace. You know, the parable of the rich fool. We know it. Storing all these grain houses up, eating and drinking and being merry. But what is that when he dies? It's nothing. Right? The true riches is flowing from the blood of Christ, from the font um, in the water and word of holy baptism. This is how it continues to abound and have this riches of grace. We'll talk about it soon, about the abundant life that Christ gives, again, rooted in him. All right. Good. Um, let's see. Yes, God's grace is his activity for us. Activity for us. That activity in him, Jesus Christ. His activity is his sacrifice for you. Result, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. All right? In him. All credit is given to our Lord. All right. Continuing on here. Hopefully uh, this is going well for you so far. But as we continue on here, uh, why don't you, uh, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, um, as you are at home, why don't we uh, turn uh, to the next verse, and that is verse which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Verse 9, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ. All right. So, the mystery of his will. Again, we're going back to uh, 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 what is the revealed word of God? What is the revealed will of God? And, um, you know, I was looking at the commentary there and uh, uh, this whole picture, um, I know I used to serve up in uh, Milton, Washington, beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. Great, uh, great time of ministry there. <clears throat> but I know when we were little, when the kids were little, we'd, uh, we'd go to Snoqualmie Falls um, in uh, uh, North Bend, near North Bend, Washington. And uh, number one, they, they make great, um, it's weird, they, they make great pancake mix, which we love, which we miss. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's a fall, right? It's a, it's a waterfall, a huge waterfall that actually makes energy, 
right? It, they made it so it, it makes energy, electricity uh, through the moving of water. But, you know, in Washington, there's a lot of rain, there's a lot of ice, there's a lot of snow. So what it melted, uh, and it was that time of the season, probably spring, I mean, this, this waterfall would be just gushing, right? That imagery, <coughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a waterfall, but you very well know that you can't stop a waterfall. It just does what it does, right? You can't. No matter how many barriers you put up, it's, it's going to overflow. It is. Uh, so as I look at this waterfall, and I remember this Snoqualmie Falls in Washington, um, it, it really does get me back to here in verse 8, the imagery that he shows us which he lavished upon us, right? What does he lavish upon us? The riches of his grace in him, redemption, the blood for our trespasses. This is uh, uh, what we talk about, uh, 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 the abundance of what it means. To be in him in the previous verse. Um, there is no lack. You know, Psalm 23, of course. Right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That there is no lack. There is an abundance in him. Right? Uh, and this is the tension here, right? Um, when we talk about, um, uh, uh, you know, our, our life of faith, um, just as an application here, I think a lot of times um, the devil will say there is no abundance in Christ's. And uh, this manifests itself in so many different ways in our flesh where we seek abundance elsewhere, right? Uh, we do, right? That's our covetous, covetous uh, uh, desire, uh, the gift of contentment. We're always trying to find the gift uh, of contentment. And, and rather than just uh, trusting in the first article gifts, um, what do we do? We seek things elsewhere, Right? And the devil will always say, no, there is no abundance in Jesus. That there needs to be more or that you need more. And that's just not the case. Right? The abundance is the gospel and what he has done for you. And this is the constant struggle, I think, for every one of us. To decipher and to discern what is really happening in our flesh. Right, to dwell upon the gift. Not just any gift, but the abundant waterfall overflowing, cup overflows, right? You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows, Psalm 23, and how abundant that is in our life. Right? In the midst of all that we're facing as we wait for the not yet, as we live in the now. Right? This is our status that we have the abundant life. How do we know? According to the one outside of ourselves, right? The, according to the will of God uh, uh, in verse 5, according to his will and purpose, um, according to the riches of his grace, verse 7, right? According to the purpose which he set forth in Christ, verse 9. According to the purpose of, of him who works all things, verse 11. According to the counsel of his will, verse 11, Right? According. How do we know? According. Tell yourself that. How do I know? According to the word of God. According, 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 according. Contingent upon, based on, foundation, founded on, rooted in, according. Right? 
So, anyways, so this is、uh, what we see right here. Okay.、Um, continuing on here,、uh, what are we going? Oh, yes, yes. Which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. So, when we talk about in him, my pen. The mystery of his will,、um, and here he makes known to us, right? He makes it known. Again, through Jesus. So it's like that.、Uh, Uh, you know、uh, the, the 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 prophecies、uh, were given in the Old Testament, right? Always pointing to Christ, and this was uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, their hearts were enlightened and illumined. Their hearts and minds were illumined through this very word, and that is Jesus. God makes known His will through Jesus. Um. So, uh. <coughs> Yes, the word of God is living. Oh, I skipped this. Okay, I gotta, I gotta talk about this right here.、Uh, well, we talk about、uh, the mystery of His will.、Uh, catechetical thought here. Moment,、uh, as we always pray, Thy will be done. Right? How is God's will done? God's will is done when He breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let His kingdom come. And when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith, until we die, right? So God's will is、uh, is our salvation, right? First Timothy two four.、Uh, God's will is our eternal life. John six forty, right? But what will and plans oppose the will of God? And that is Romans seven, our flesh. First Peter five, the devil, and also First John two, the world. So when we talk about、uh, the will, what is the will of God? We see it right here. The mystery of His will is revealed through the sending of His Son, Jesus Christ, set forth, right, which He set forth. Again, what is this language going upon?、Um, the doer, the actor, right. the the one who who gifts you who adopts you who calls you who who chooses you who 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 gives you、uh, his will and that is the work of Christ who who does and finishes salvation for you who forgives you of all your sins who gives your name as it's written by his blood in the book of life this is the will of God right、um, all according to his word. Ultimately, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, John one, right? So,、uh, you know, when we speak of the mystery, also I think when we talk about the mystery of His will, we could always look to the sacraments as well, right?、Uh, that there is a mystery in these sacraments, as it's defined in a self mystery, right? But we all know by His Word,、uh, there we. Are given by the power of His Word, 
in baptism, in the Lord's Supper, uh, even in confession and absolution, John 20, that we are received, uh, that we receive the forgiveness of sins, right? Um, um, because his scripture has revealed this to us. Um, and this is very important, right? That we, that we in faith trust in the mystery of his will. There's a lot of things that we don't know, but all we do know is what scripture tells us, right? And, and here we see God's will, the word and the sacrament. Um, verse 10, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth, all right? <coughs> and this is, actually, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to finish probably in 40 minutes, but um, as a plan, right? So again, setting forth the will and plan, you know, it always reminds me, you know, we talk about the oikos, the, the manager, the steward of the house, the one who's actually doing things, right? The one who is actually protecting and making sure that everything is in place, the administrator, I guess we'd call it, uh, and, and he is setting forth this plan, right? So again, this is uh, another implication of who is doing the work, Right? And it is uh, uh, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Unity, oneness, gospel, Jew and Gentile, united, I already put that, (laughs) in the blood of Christ, the gospel, right? The plan. This is the plan, right? And um, I mean, as we look at it right now, it is kind of like that waterfall, right? Isn't it? The abundant grace of God making known to us through the work of Christ and the cross, right? Through Christ and the cross, we have the abundant gift of his will in him by his death and resurrection he reconciles us to god that we are one with god that by his gospel we are united in his blood our names are written in the book of life and ultimately from his blood shed we are forgiven of our sins right forgiveness is yours forgiveness is yours and this is our peace knowing who our god is his abundant will as he outpours it onto us in him, making known to us the mystery of his will, right? Crushing the devil's head, right? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? To break and hinder every evil plan and purpose of the devil, Right? The devil may try to assail you with every dart, every curveball, every changeup, every fastball, um, every, every knuckleball there is. But our Lord, he answers. And you're never alone. And, and you are victorious as he conquers not only sin and death, but also the power of the devil. Just as his word promised. All by his work. Rescuing you from sin, death, and the devil by this abundant life in your baptism, 
from the fruits of the cross and empty tomb. We are forgiven of our sins and, and, and in this means of grace we too revel in the joy that God has called us in our baptism that we partake in the bread of heaven, right? Uh, the body and blood of Jesus as he is with us there giving to us, doer, actor, right? The sacraments, doer, actor. Who is that? It is our Lord. And there we are receiving it. So Holy Spirit gives us faith in these very words. All right. I think that's it. Well, God's blessings to you this day. And again, um, if you have any questions, um, uh, please email me, talk to me, comment down below. Um, if you have any thoughts, uh, please let me know. And if you want to see any further Bible studies, please go on our YouTube page uh, um, or, um, or, or our website and uh, we will... Um, well, you'll find many resources there as well. But until next time, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, this is Pastor Ernie Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. God's blessings to you this day and remember this day in Him. According, according, according. According to what? And that is where your faith is. In the will of God, His Word, His glorious grace, the lavished pouring out riches of His grace according to His purpose, will, and plan set forth by our gracious Lord who loves you, who redeems you, who saves you, who has gathered you to be his own and who has enlightened you, sanctifying you and keeping you in the true faith all by the very word of God. And that word is Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, his death and resurrection for you. This is the will of God in your life. Right? To save you. And he has done it. It is finished. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, O oh Lord, we thank you for this day, for your word. Lord, according to your will and word, we very well know in faith that our sins are washed away. Lord, grant us great joy knowing full well that you have transferred us from the domain of darkness to your marvelous light. Bless each and every one of us always in the words, according to your will, in Christ, in Him, and lead us always, O Lord, in this gospel. Bless us this day, and may this word dwell within us richly. Lead us by your Spirit, the Spirit of truth, and guide us always in the one true faith. Lord, for all these things we are thankful. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me again. Uh, we will be back next week, uh, uh, same time. Uh, same channel. And um, until next time, God's blessings to you. And may this word go well with you. All right. Have a wonderful day and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.